Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, my partners in homeschooling now, uh, <laughs> Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Sorry, I was getting a call from my mom. She has impeccable timing. Speaking uh, of homeschool. Oh, yeah, speaking in, of homeschool. She's homeschooling me now. You too, know what the word impeccable reminds me of? What's that? Chickens. What's that, Piper? Chickens, chickens. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys have chickens? Did you guys get on the big like evangelical homeschool raising chickens craze about a decade ago? The I assume we all have like bandwagon big T. Yeah, I assume we just have each of us a yard full of chickens at this point. Given oh man, chickens, given our faith, goats. I think yeah. it's called a farm. Last time, <laughs> yeah, checked. exactly, exactly. Do you I think now, it's called a homeschool farm. Last time I checked, is it just me or did that pop like ten years ago? Because I feel like everybody we knew was getting chickens like a decade ago. Is that still did, a big deal? Did it have? Like, anything... What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? So, well, okay, out. so. Well, yeah. All right. I'll just I'll just go in on it. Like a, a certain type of family in our churches, um, they were having a lot of kids and kind of concurrent with that. They were getting a lot of chickens. And I think the thought process was like, you know, there, there was sort of this fascination with farming. These weren't farmers. Um, these were like people who lived in town, but they were still getting chickens kind of as oh, like totally. yeah. part of the homeschool curriculum. I don't know. My question to you as both of you gentlemen can speak to this. Is that still a big deal? Are, are there, are you seeing a lot of chickens in your churches? <laughs> um, I may, or may not, radio I may or may not be in a small group with people who raise multiple people who raise chickens. So I, sure. yes, I know something of what you discuss. I, I'm trying to figure yeah. out if it has something to do with like, you know, it was about 10 years ago when the whole, uh, very f- like free range, everything became a big deal and food yeah. justice, yeah, yeah. which is one of my favorite phrases, by the way. Uh, food justice. Food yes. Justice, let's yes. take, one let's mo- take the fun out of food completely. <laughs> one more thing to get pissed off about. Um, absolutely. I love it. I'm, I'm angry that this dead cow that I'm eating was not treated well before it was butchered. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like that was sort of when like, food justice became a thing and the people were like, Oh, I can justly treat my own chickens and have their right. eggs. And I think they're, there was probably I can give some... him a little back rub every evening, work his traps like Ron does for yeah, Adger and I, C. Wilson during it, the it's, quarantine. It's, it's possible there's like a Dave Ramsey influence here, too, because people are like, oh, yeah. I can save money by raising right. chickens. So it's like an endless source of eggs as opposed to going and buying them for $1.29 a dozen. Uh, Dude, I love it. Free no. range eggs. Hype, I want to lean into the Nashville aspect of this a little bit, because I'm guessing it looks different in Nashville versus Ashland or like where I'm at. Like in Nashville, I'm guessing it's like super cheekbony kind of male model type hipster dudes out there, like shaking the shaking the chicken feet onto the ground in the evening. Is that, is that kind of what we're looking at vis-a-vis your small group? Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's there's a. A lot so, of guys named like Trevor and Chase, and <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. Like, Dude, don't get me started on the Trevor thing again. It's just yeah, um, yeah. We gotta we gotta stay off names, bro. So Nashville's an interesting place because there are those hipsters, and there's definitely some of that. There's also like people who grew up on farms, and then and then now they like Nashville has sort of swallowed them up. So. Yeah. There, there's a like there's a true rural component to part of it as well. Like Nashville's got a lot of deep rooted rednecks, along with yeah. your you know your Brooklyn hipsters who came in here to make it big in the movie scene and are now serving coffee. Well, they were right up until all the coffee shops closed. Um, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it's it's an interesting mix of like your 
your homeschool families, your hipsters, and then your people who are like, well, I just grew up raising chickens, and so that's what I do. And so the people who I know are more like, they grew up out in the sticks, and so it's just not, it doesn't feel like a thing for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but what's a a chicken situation at your place? Well, hold on, man. I want to assess this out with Pipe, because like, like, so I I read that, um, what's that? I'm blanking out right now. Who's the guy, the music? Oh, Andrew Peterson, which I, I didn't know anything about this dude. And I read his, uh, you know, dude, like everybody his, loves this guy. Everybody's know, in love with he's, Andrew Peterson. He's, he's yeah. Big on tribe, and I literally, he's a big sweetheart until his book came out. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be all contrarian. I'd literally never heard of him. And, um, so I read his book and his book was, it was good. And, um, but What's like the book just, like the dra- the 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 like dragon thing for kids no, or no? It was no? like a bio. It was called uh, uh, Pipe Help Me, Adorning the Dark. Okay. Uh, and so you know he's like this musician dude, but but this is what I'm driving at right now, boys. Is mm-hmm. that he was he was like a Nashvilleian guy, and then he ended up moving like in Nashville, but like found all this property. So yeah. so like he lives in like rural Nashville, right? Like doing this doing this musician quasi like you know, farm to table, you know, like, yeah, dude, that's big. Yeah. So like, so pipe, like, so you can find, I mean, maybe he did this like so many years ago, it's like not even in existence anymore, but, but it just sounds like you can kind of do this sort of this conglomerate thing in, in Nash Mm. Vegas. Is that Um, true? Um, well, sort of, it's, you, you have to be in a unique position to, to be able to get property like that, you so, have some cashier shit. Yeah, like this. this order, Andrew Peterson. You mean really everybody f- not in, except anybody not describing us right now? In so order to truly say. fetishize being a poor farmer, you have to be rich. So here's you, the thing. You feel me? First, Andrew Peterson is a lovely man, and not in uh, the yeah. not in the Terrence Malick way, but in the like I don't know him personally, but I have friends who are friends of his, and he is he is the genuine article. Second his of all, his book sound made him sound like a lovely man. Without has, second of all, he's yeah. done very well for himself. Like he he's written some great worship songs. He does. Uh, he he's a really careful, thoughtful artist. He's written a lot of music. He's written kids books that are very popular, like or, uh, the, kind of the young reader stuff you were talking about, sort of fantasy books. So he is in a position where he can, you know, go out to rural Williamson County. So that's like where Brentwood and Franklin are. Um, oh, yeah. and, and buy property. I don't know if he's actually there. Uh, I'm assuming it's Williamson County because of where he goes to church. And, uh, and so, yeah, he's in a unique position. Nashville is not, I mean, we're not talking like, you know, rural Mississippi where you can go buy an old farm for like, a dollar and a half because it's just vacant. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it is, he is, he has done something that is, um, it's kind of every, every homeschool family's dream, except most yeah. of them can't afford it. Which is be rich and then <laughs> yeah. live like a poor farmer. Yeah. It's, I love it, it too. It's, it's, hobby, I love it so it's hobby much. farming, not, yeah. not, uh, yeah. Yeah. not like farming farming like i you know growing up in the midwest ted you you know this like farmers yeah. did not live an idyllic life you know no, they work their yeah they work they work their tails you know, off for sure is, and like i blame wendell berry for all of this because Dude, me too that freaking guy has ruined so much <laughs> wendell berry has turned every like nerdy city kid into a wannabe farmer without realizing that you <laughs> To be a farmer means running the risk of being jobless every nine months. 
Like absolutely. Just, oh, had a drought. Looks like we have to sell the farm. You know, like there's just Dude, have we, yeah. Anyway. Have we talked? Have we talked about how academics fetishize Wendell Berry and farming? Have I gone on that yeah. thing on here? Yeah, I think we have. I don't know. Yeah, do it again. We, this sounds fun. What else do we? Yeah. Have to talk well, about? actually, no. I want to. I want to tell a quick Andrew Peterson story, and and I do like Andrew Peterson. So he um he came to speak at my kids. You know, my kids' weirdo school. What? Um. Yeah, he came to speak at their big like fundraising gala. This was like a year ago, a year or two ago. Oh, school fundraisers and, uh, are the best. I dude, love, yeah, I love and all them these so people, much. Dude, all these people have a huge Jones for Andrew Peterson because he's living the life that they all want to live, right? Um, so so there there's some major Peterson fanboys in the room. So we're in this big like ballroom kind of setting at, at Union at the university where I teach, and Peterson in true classical school fashion, they took a really charismatic guy and they made him do a really boring thing, which is like they made him just read from a paper that he had written, uh, which is the most classical school thing ever. But then he had a he had a Q&A, which he was doing really well at, you know, just being the charismatic, fun, like performer, you know, so he's kind of crushing the Q&A. But then this dude stands up. This is my favorite thing. It really made me love Andrew Peterson. Yeah, this dude stands up and he's trying to be. He's trying to be all arty and esoteric and all impressive with his question. And the dude stands up and he goes, uh, he goes, can you kind of, kind of, kind of, and, 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 you know, sort of, sort of, sort of doing the <laughs> academic thing. He's like, can, can you explain? Kind of, kind of, kind of, and, 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 you know, can you explain yeah, this? Why is that, man? You totally dude, know. Dude, I don't know. But they're all, they're all like. Like we have, just, we have to stutter for it to be more impactful. <laughs> dude, exactly. For it to be truly. Oh, stuttering is the new authenticity. Listen to oh, any it, it's interview. It's a new vulnerability. People yeah. will people will pause in the middle of their question and 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 repeat it just so that they sound more thoughtful or authentic. It's ridiculous. Kind of, kind of, kind of, sort of, sort of. So anyway, this guy, this guy is all like, "Can you explain the delicate relationship between oh, wow. you know whimsy and creativity?" And uh, and I'm looking at Andrew Peterson, and I'm figuring he'll do what I would do, which is just like the nice guy thing where you're like, I have no idea what the H you're talking about, but I'll, I'll just say some <laughs> nice kind of thing. <laughs> but Peterson pauses for a minute and he looks at the guy and he's like, no, he's like, I, I can't, I can't. Cause I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it made me love Andrew Peterson even more. So, it was so great. literally just took his, just took that dude's like pretentiousness. And yeah, just, dude, he was just honest. Like, he was like, no, I have, I have no actual clue what you're talking about in this moment. So I'm, I'm not going to explain right, well, the relationship. Since he wouldn't answer the question, let me pose that question to you, uh, Ted. Since yeah. Can, can you maybe, well, if you would, in your words, uh-huh. would you describe the delicate, uh, uh, relationship between, whimsy and and say creativity oh man that's good i i don't know i feel like i'm not the right person to answer this i feel like my whimsy died like a decade ago (laughs) i'm in a post whimsy environment right now unfortunately um yeah no that 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 question honestly it would stump me too so uh tip of the cap to peterson for um for you know for handling it the way he did but speaking of peterson boys um, I think we're getting far afield. Yeah, yeah, we're getting far afield into the into the farm, you know, metaphors here. But uh, but the reason we brought up chickens and farming at all is the fact that Pipe, you and I are homeschool dads now. As of like a couple of weeks ago, 
Um, we are we are now homeschool fathers, uh, living that lifestyle. So we're we're now going to finally be accepted. I by suddenly our have eight more fully. kids, and I don't know how it just happened. I suddenly have eighty more friends at church because I'm I'm respected now as a real person. But uh, yeah, how's the how's the homeschool life treating you, Pipe? Um, I've outsourced homeschooling to Google Classroom. Um, that's that's how it's going here. No, I I woke up on Monday morning of this week, so it was kind of the first full. Okay, we're really doing this week because my kids had been on like pseudo spring break and whatever. So, and then there was a little bit of lack of clarity when they were going to go back, and now they're just not. They're not going back to school this year, I would guess. Mm-hmm. So here we are. And I opened up the emails from the teachers. Which is a thing that I never do. We've discussed this on here. I don't read emails yeah. from teachers because they use a thousand words where eight will do and so forth. <laughs> um, and So they're like reform guys then. <laughs> yeah. The difference is that teachers are trying to be helpful and reform That's guys true. are trying to sound smart. Um, yeah. So the first thing I notice is there are 11 fonts in this email. And my I just have a <laughs> headache at 730 in the morning already. There's seven different <laughs> colors there's 19 attachments and yeah and then there's so every day of the week has every different subject broken out so here's the thing some of you listening are going to go oh, that is amazing that's good that's what i would do yeah i i saw that and i and i almost just poured bourbon in my coffee to start the day cuz it was that kind of thing i was like <laughs> i can't do this um right so i i kind of sucked it up girded my loins and was like, all right, I'm going to figure this thing out (laughs) and realized that uh, basically this is 7,000 words to say, go to Google classroom where all of the assignments Mm -hmm. are. So if they had just said that at the beginning and then been like, here's basically what you need to know. Now, for those of you who want details, here's 11 fonts, seven colors and 12,000 words. Um, so that's, it's been, uh, yeah. So it's been an experiment in figuring that out. And then, um, yeah, and then realizing I also don't know how to do math of any kind, but especially not common core math. You know, Dude, I hear you. My kids it's won't tough. even ask me for help anymore. They're just like, oh, Dad, you don't know how to do this. And I'm like, well, I mean, I made it this far in life. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, nope, you're right. I don't know how to do it. That's not even a sentence. The, the instructions they yeah. gave you are, are uh, Klingon. That's not even words. <laughs> yeah. No, it's tough, man. It's totally tough. So the very first week of, of this whole coronavirus stuff when we were back at home, my kids' school did a really good job because they they basically – and they have really good teachers. But the teachers would do the sensible thing, which is just send an email at the beginning of the week and be like, here's what you need to read. Here's what you need to do. And we actually had like an amazing week of homeschooling. It, so amazing that KK and I were kind of like, why haven't we been doing this the whole time? Like it's it's working really well. And that that maybe is a function of – the boys being older now, they're 17 and 14 and they can kind of do their own stuff. But like it went really well. And then they had quote unquote spring break. And now after spring break, it gave these, it gave these school people time to make it really complicated. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they sent out like the 9,000 word email. So first they sent out a survey and the survey was, how do you want to move forward? And basically every parent was like, Keep it simple. Send us an email at the beginning of the week. So then after spring break, they're like, great. Everybody get on Microsoft 360. We're going to do like concurrent class sessions. And you got to have at least two devices in the home that are equipped to do this. And now all the parents are like, Judas H. Priest, this is the worst. 
So, uh, so yeah, in true academic fashion, you give an academic long enough to like screw something up and they, they will totally do it. Yeah. I, I've, I'm also trying to figure out like, what are the expectations of parents? Because the, uh, there are certain parents who are absorbing this whole thing and just running with it. You know, they're like, oh, they, they're sort of like, they're, they're getting to sort of step fully into their role as teacher. Whereas I'm like, no, I, I send my kids to school for a reason, and it's because I yeah. don't want to be their teacher. Like, I can teach them how to ride right. a bike, I can teach them how to write a sentence, and I can teach them how to be funny. Uh, but I, yeah. not math, not science, and the other stuff. You totally. There, there are pros out there who do this yeah. very well. And, and yeah. here's the thing. Elementary and middle school teachers are saints among all humans because they willingly Absolutely. and delightedly uh, educate a very unlikable collection of humans. So <laughs> totally. I, I have massive appreciation for what they do, even more so now that they're asking me to do it. I'm just really hoping that next year is basically, they're just like, yeah, the first semester is just finishing last school year. We're just, yeah, so my kids totally. are going into sixth and ninth grades next year, but really they're just finishing fifth and eighth grades next year. That's, that's yeah. my hope because I'm not, I'm not going to do very well in getting them there educated. Totally, totally, dude. Ronnie Zoom's been quiet. I wonder if he's, I wonder if he's trying to fill that roster spot for. I'm here. I'm the Magnificent good. Seven. I'm listening. Baby, any luck on that? Who? How far yeah, are we down the list of seven? Like- yeah, we're still we're still working it out. We're probably gonna have to bump it to next week. Uh, Baby, now you com- know you're gonna have to just pick a night and do this because nobody's gonna be all available on the same night. No, it's not coming together. It's coming. We're, we're together. not gonna. <laughs> Guys, there's nothing else to do right now. It's going. It's going to come together. Wait, there's y'all nothing got else to do. to do. Yo, yo, Dude, y'all got to like leave the house tonight. I mean, nobody has I, anything to I do. Think the problem Dude, is, we why just, can't we find a night that works? The problem is, if we've discovered that between the three of us, we don't have four people in common that we like. I think that is probably the most correct thing I've heard all week. But I think to say that we don't have time means let me translate. That's we coming at to. like the time that I'm yeah. watching the show. I want to watch that night exactly yeah. exactly that for some reason yeah, but what I time is it for sam albear it's probably like two in the morning for him or whatever no he no, lives Albert? in nashville now he moved to uh oh. he moved to town he he's not a hobby yeah, farmer though he just he just lives in town dude yeah. piper speaking of people that moved to nashville listen to what i heard the other night um i heard our boy donnie miller the uh the like life coach management like business guy is uh i heard he's a nashville guy now oh he's well, been in nashville for as long as i have so has he really? He was oh. the first famous person I ran into in Nashville. I mean, there are far more famous people, but he uh sure. I was I was going to a coffee shop to to do some writing as one does in Nashville because uh, nobody absolutely. writes anywhere can't besides. Do, can't do any writing in your office. No, that would be pathetic. What a sad state of being. Um and I get out of my car and I step onto the sidewalk and I run smack into this dude and uh it's Donald Miller. So I literally ran into him, but yeah, but he's uh, yeah, he he's a big guy. guy. How's he built? He's he's a he's tall. He's taller than I expected. I kind of expected a, a yeah. diminutive fellow who, yeah, you know, because too. you read Blue Like Jazz, you just assume he's <laughs> he's sort of waif like. Um, See, I love yeah, that you, you assume that question. little. How's he built? Dude, you assume that little con- that confessional must be tiny, just a little box, you know. But uh, it must but have no, been bigger. You remember the confessional? Where he apologized to everybody? Uh, in Blue yes. Light Jazz? Out on a college campus or something like that? Dude, um, that was the money scene in that book. Without that scene, the book doesn't sell half as well. 
but yeah, so he's he's probably about <laughs> between six feet and six two, and uh, he's right. not like he's not muscularly built, but he has a sturdy frame. He's not a skinny man. Um, he does walk like he has a bad knee. However, that's that was what I noticed. Like he he looks like oh maybe he tore his meniscus at some point or you know he's got he's got a bit he of that meniscus getting into that confession booth. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, carrying carrying the weight of the emergent church on your shoulders is just very heavy. Dude, so seriously, more out of yeah, knees. carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. Absolutely. Is he still? Is he still like all? Is he all weirded out and all that? All that? Dude, all no, that he's total like nobody even knows what is anymore. I mean, dude, he's he total money moves like life coach guy now. He's no, like, I know that, but like, where is he? Like, guy. is he? Is he like anti church? Does he just like? Is he still like the, I just meet at my confessional booth he with like four other people? We the do last, church. The last thing I remember seeing and hearing from him explicitly about church was when he made everybody mad by saying, sometimes, you know, I just like to get outside and like nature is my church. You know, oh, where he was just like, oh, dude. this was nature probably like six God. years ago. I mean, it was while we were doing this podcast, but it was probably, yeah, five or six years ago. And why I love the nature church. But yeah, so he just, <laughs> he made a statement nice where he, he sort of. Disregarded the need for local church, or it sounded like that. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Um, so I interviewed him for a podcast maybe three or four years ago, and it was all it was all kind of leadership and business related. He was really nice, and it was the it was one of the few interviews I did on that podcast where I was like, I want to keep talking to this guy because he has studied how stories work more than anybody I know, and so he. Uh, he reads the book. What is it? The seven basic plot lines. It's like it's like a mm-hmm. textbook. It's like eight hundred pages. He reads it every year, and uh, wow. and so it was a really fascinating conversation. He's really really smart. Um, but yeah, we didn't talk much about church related stuff. Just kind of business leadership, communication stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's 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 curious. They like because Portland was his home base, right? I feel like Portland is the OG Nashville. Um. So yeah, but really, I don't that's think you, really insulting Portland when you say that, by the way. I know, baby. I know. I don't I think know. you could do branding stuff out of Portland. I think you would be scoffed at. Like Nashville tries to be hipster, but it's yeah. also super brandy. You know, very that's social true. media influencer, very businessy. So it uh it yeah. works better here. No, you're right, man. It's the perfect confluence of like both of those things in one city. Um yeah, well well said. Boys, what else are we talking about today? I gotta, I gotta pull up the show notes. Yeah, what were we this talking is bad about? radio. Let's right see, now. did we have uh, show notes? Hey, pipe, read a, read Big T's tweet. I just laid out for you guys. Wait, wait, who, what? Big T has a tweet. Who's no, tweet? no, read the tweet that I sent to you and Big T. When did you oh, send okay. it? Like, yeah, I don't see it, baby. Five minutes ago, nothing came Ten through. Into the happy rant thing? Yeah, yeah I'm not I, seeing it. I tweeted at happy rant. So, I oh, tweeted you two tweeted at us. Oh, okay. See, that's why I can't see it. Piper, uh, do the honors there. This is great radio. One second, please. Uh, Yeah. We didn't make our fortune by doing great radio, boys. That's not what we're about. Baby, you know what we made our fortune by? Selling Red Bud Coffee. Uh, You can fill this gap in the program by brewing a hot, delicious cup of Red Bud Coffee Roasters. Uh, Brought to you by the Happy Rant Red Bud. can be found at what's the URL? Redbudcoffee.com. Yep, that's the one. Um, use the code Happy Rant at checkout to receive how much off Piper? Ten percent. Ten percent. Ten percent off. Yeah. Ten percent off at checkout. Uh, Redbudcoffee.com promo code Happy Rant. 
Uh, okay, right, Piper, found what's it. The, uh, what's the thank, thank like? you for that uh, that excellent yeah, that interlude. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah um, it's a good radio. All right, yeah, after these messages. Good. All right, from yeah. Ronnie J. Martin on the Twitters. Dear at Happy okay. Rant Pod, creativity is what you turn to in the absence of whimsy. Ronnie. Oh, that's good Yoda work. Yeah. That's good, he, like writing Yoda Boys, how do you feel about that? What do you think about that one? I mean, do we, Maybe in terms of what you said is, or how you said it or both? I, I, it doesn't matter to me what you say. I said <laughs> You're going to get lots of very earnest, unironic likes about that. So it's going to serve you in that regard. It's going to move your, tw- your like, Yoda what life an, forward. What does an unironic like look on Twitter? How do they click it unironically? <laughs> That's what I Well, do, dude, that, that's the problem. There's no unironic like button. But oh, uh, you're going to get a lot of people who are like, yeah, I've always felt that way about creativity. <laughs> it's you the difference I mean? between yeah and <clears throat> when you click it. You <laughs> right, know, right, right, like, right. do you do you chuckle a little bit or do you kind of mm, and uh, yeah, why don't they give us different likes? Why don't they give us some ironic and unironic like buttons on Twitter? You know what I mean? <laughs> they also need I a like- button that's just like a save button. So it's like, I don't actually like this. I just want to read the link later. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, Twitter's so We're fixing Twitter right now. We are speaking fixing. of changes. Speaking of changes, boys, uh, there's a lot of idealistic people out there who are saying things like this whole COVID-19 coronavirus moment that we're in uh, is going to make us, quote, less selfish and more aware of others. Um, what do you guys think about that, Ron? Do you think it's 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 going to make like a big kind of idealistic change? Uh, in America after we come out the other side of this thing. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's a good question, man. I, I don't I don't know that it's going to make any sweeping change. Um, yeah. I think for some of us, our routines and our lifestyles could be altered enough to where we kind of realize that, you know, some of the things, some of our patterns have been a little too self-focused maybe. And now we're going to have the ability to, um, you know, our hearts be opened up to you know, mm-hmm. to others in, in some unique ways that, that we didn't realize we, we had the ability to do before this. I don't know. But to say that there's going to be this big sweeping change, I, I mean, I don't know that I, I – I believe that when everything gets back to quote-unquote normal, like that's, that's really like that, – that's really – we're all just we're all just wanting to boomerang back to that more than anything. Yeah. And so I, I don't know that I'm going to – I don't know that – I mean that – and I don't mean that in a cynical way either. I don't feel cynical about it. But I just – I don't know. I, I would love to see some like – I would love to see some some. Um, I would love to see the changes you're describing. I just don't know that they can be that widespread. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't even know what I'm yeah. saying. I just, I, I guys, I expended all my energy in that in that Yoda tweet. Chicken, <laughs> the chicken conversation, and the Yoda tweet. Baby, give us an update. Are you getting likes on it already? I don't know. I I, I gotta hold on. Let me look. Yeah, let's have a look. I don't at think it. so. I, I'm not like a big like guy anyway. So I. Baby, how was your week, Yoda wise? Um, it's been nice. It's been just, I think it's just been, uh, steady, but nothing, uh, you know, nothing, uh, excessive. Yeah. Maybe, not a I, lot of like, likes. I, don't, I don't think people know what to do with that one guys. Do you feel like you've been doing a lot of encouragement to pastors who are like talking into a, into a, like a, their computers? Yeah. You totally. feel like you're into the, that opportunity? I mean, I've been, I've been on the phone or on the zoom, like half my day with dudes like that, which has been really cool. Like really pastors dot, dot, dot. Even though your neck looks weird on Zoom, you Jesus still loves you like that totally. kind of thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. like how are you holding up? How how are you like transitioning? Like how is this just tearing away at your soul? Um, Maybe you know, where are we at on like the uh, the Enneagram certification from last week? I feel like that was a project you were going to lean into. 
Yeah, we for sure, guys. Yet? I mean, well, I mean, I'm technically already certified, but I might decide to get some other certifications as uh, as since we've talked about that, I might decide to go like get some other self certifications. <laughs> dude, what about that link you sent us, dude? That was money, like Cliff with one F, the Enneagram oh, coach, dude. Yeah, yeah I want to look that. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. I mean, that's actually, but like that link I sent you, that's legit Enneagram certification, guys. Oh, Cross it's point, legit. Cross sure. Point what makes it legit? Well, Crosspoint Ministries is kind of like they're like, I mean, that's like the guru enneagram. I mean, that's you go to Crosspoint, oh, you're gonna get yeah, like you go man, to Crosspoint, you're, taking, you're getting yeah, the you're good taking, stuff. You're getting all the Brainiac enneagram stuff. I mean, you're getting the Ooh. real stuff. Yeah, yeah, these guys, Jim and Cliff, yeah. they look they look right out of Central Casting for that actually. So, oh, one hundred. Uh, yeah, hundred. Yeah, they're they're gonna do a nice job with it. Um, Piper, what do you think about like all these idealists that say we're gonna be less? selfish on the other end of this do you buy it uh no i don't buy it i think um i think it shows two things one is a it's like a window into what people dislike about themselves you know so when people Mm -hmm. talk about how they would love to see this change yada 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 i think what they're saying is i wish i was different in this way and they're hoping that the circumstance will lead to the change in them instead of realizing maybe you have some difficult work to do in your own life to get out of your own head, get out of your own ego, be less Mm -hmm. self-focused, et cetera. I think the other thing it shows is a complete lack of awareness on what it takes to change people. I think for like, Mm -hmm. if there was going to be a noticeable change in how our nation handled resources, treated other people, et cetera, we're talking great depression level misery to bring that about it would have to be the kind of thing where everybody feels the pain of everybody else before any of us change dramatically over the long haul like my grandmother Mm. would not throw away a ballpoint pen until she had like sucked the ink out of it she would reuse plastic bags every reusable Mm -hmm. container she got from the grocery store was saved because she grew up in the in the depression and so Mm -hmm. like there's just a there's a mindset there that uses resources differently that's that's probably what it would take before we noticed any change in how people are and i just yeah i think i think this sort of I, i think the other thing is it's sort of a it's a pendulum swing away from how exhausted we get at the the blaming, the finger pointing, the anger. I think that I can't decide if it's funny or putrid. Maybe it's both. That the the first response to this whole virus is who's who's at fault. You know, so there's totally. people who are blaming Asians. That's horrific. There are people who are blaming our government. Could they have responded better? Probably. But also it's a virus. You know, they didn't start it. Right. Um, right. And and so the there's just a I think the idealism is sort of a like that's so negative, guys. Let's be positive. Well, yeah, positivity based on nothing is just a figment of our imagination. So it's it kind of just feels a lot like that to me. No, that's a good word, man. I I totally agree. Now, have you boys, either of you, been like shamed yet for like going outside or going to a restaurant or any 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 of that stuff? Has that happened to yeah. either of you? No, I I mean. I haven't really gone anywhere besides the grocery store and maybe, you know, mm-hmm. Target in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And there are no restaurants open. You can go you can do takeout and Oh I, yeah, I've doing done, takeout. I've I done that a couple of times and uh, and it's been the opposite of shame because the people who work there are so glad to see customers and so like they I think they're yeah. just they're living on it 
on a knife's edge. And so to yeah, have anybody no who's doubt. coming in and buying from them feels great. And so that was actually a really, you know, was a, a warm interaction. Um, but nice. other than that, yeah, I've been outside plenty, but just sort of outside at a distance from all other humans. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, baby? Shaming? Yeah, man. We, uh, two weeks ago when we did our first live stream, we, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. We were a little too close on stage and, okay. uh, we, you got some we, comments. Yeah, we got, we caught a little heat on that one. It wasn't intentional. Oh, wow. Obviously we tried, but like we were just, a we're a little too tight. And yeah. so uh, this week we stripped it down, measured, measured out that, that six foot rule and, uh, yeah, know, just, yeah. Just into that and you know kind of went <laughs> so nice, yeah, so that, nice. That was, that's the only heat that i've that i've gotten but yeah i'm like pipe i mean we're, there's really i mean there's nowhere to go unless you want to break into a restaurant and just you know <laughs> eat there even though they're not letting you in right just unless you want to just like robber your way into a restaurant and say i'm eating here i don't care what you say i mean there's there's not a lot it's of a stuff move or unless yeah. you want to just like have like a, you know, like a dinner party, which just doesn't really seem like a great idea right now. And, uh, so yeah, yeah I don't know. Have you been, has that, has that happened to you? T? Dude, no, but like there's, there's been a little, uh, KK's encountered a little, a little finger wagging, but, um, but you know, it's nothing huge. I, I just think boys, it's a good time to go out back and slaughter a chicken and, and just hunker in, you know, and, some overalls. And, yeah, man, getting the overalls and go go Wendell Berry this thing. Um, I, I think Dude, that's speaking the of uh, speaking of Wendell Berry, man, I'm going to do a pivot yeah. here. That's going to sound really bad, but sure. um, I just I just saw this video by Karen Swallow Pryor, like showing us uh-huh. her house, and she literally lives in like this Jane Austen like Victorian <laughs> mansion. It's like Dude, it, pay, it pays to be an English professor at Calvin Dude, it, or wherever. Yeah, Liberty, man. It, like it seriously uh, is impressive. Well, it's super. Weird. Like she I, lives I, in she lives outside like Lynchburg, Virginia. You probably she she probably got paid to live in that house because they're like nobody else wants to move here. So well, it's yeah, but it looks it, like it looks really like oh, if I were to think of where Karen Swallow Pryor lives, this is exactly where I dream she lives. And then you click on it, you're like oh no, that that's where she lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who is Karen Swallow Pryor? What's what's she's deal? just a writer and a prophet at Liberty, soon to be a prophet like Southeastern Seminary. Yeah, uh, she's really. She she is a yeah she's a literature professor writer like really good writer and also yeah. just very funny likable person and uh, but one of those rare people who's an academic who's enjoyable who loves who loves the arts that is but rare. but not yeah but not in a like the weird reformed way where you try to redeem the arts but just sort of like <laughs> art is art and it's wonderful yeah so she yeah, yeah. She's, she's great and uh like in yeah. some ways kind of like a female you big t if i if i'm gonna call oh yeah. yeah she sounds like an incredible lady then oh no <laughs> just <laughs> flabbergastingly amazing oh but my goodness yeah she, yeah she even wears unique glasses Similar to oh. someone we know on this podcast. Obviously, we know where Ted's going after the pod pipe, which is to look up everything Karen Swallow Pryor. Oh, yeah. I just bought all of her books on Amazon. They'll get here in six years. Um, <laughs> boys, how long, how long until we do similar videos in our homes, like little little walk and talks? Is it like an MTV Cribs thing that she did? Like yeah, she opened she the fridge show everybody. That? Yeah, she didn't know. Not like that. She was like. I just I love to see where people like do their writing and how they get inspired by their oh, spaces. Okay, and I yeah. want to show everybody my. So yeah, I might just do that later and show everybody like. So my clearly, class. she doesn't have kids. 
Because the no, whole getting no inspired by your space no. thing, that's a post-kid thing, for right, sure. Right, so which means that's what I have to yeah. do today, boy, it's, for sure. Yeah. This, you know, earlier I mentioned how people go to uh, coffee shops to write. Children have a lot to do with that. Absolutely. Yep, yep. No, that's no doubt, man. Good, good word. Piper, why don't you lay some uh, promos on us? I feel like I, I kind of muddled my way through the uh, the coffee promo at the, at, in the middle of the program. But you did but, it so uh, money. suavely. I, I felt oh, I felt really good about guys. it. So oh. yeah, I'm the I'm so the Karen. You don't even the Karen Swallow Prior of coffee promos. Did you say carrot? Too. It's Karen, man. It's Karen. Yeah, I know. I said Karen. Oh, I thought you yeah. said carrots. Like carrots. Yeah, well, you know that works too. Man, this um, pod, you guys. I mean, how yeah, memorable is going to be? Baby, do you think the energy on on the Magnificent Seven when we record it in six years is going to be as good as this? Oh, dude, the energy is going to be over the. I mean, the energy is going to be there. That's why I just keep stalling it because I'm trying to build energy. Baby, are you worried about people not knowing each other? Really? No, I love that. I love that aspect of it. I feel. Does everybody know each other except me? I'm going to pretend like I don't know any of you. We don't know who the people are because we don't have any more friends to ask, Ted. So it's hard to say who knows who when we're still working on like four out of the seven. Hi. It's not that we don't have friends to ask. It's what you just said. We just don't have any friends we like that we want to ask. (laughs) Ask whoever you want. I don't like anybody. (laughs) I mean, ask whoever you want. I'm trying to get some diversity on the on the on the pro on magnificent, and that's where I'm struggling, man. You know, so just (laughs) give me a minute, boys. Guys, we're going to be on lockdown for months. We got time. There's time. Relax. We have time. Let's just make it the whole Wilson family and us. Kids, well, pets, grandparents, the whole deal. The problem is there's more There's more than seven. Just make it them then. Them and you. <laughs> That's what you really want to do, yeah. baby. You don't want me and Pipe on there. Yeah, you no, asked, I really do want you guys on You there. asked oh. us out of, like, pity. Obligation. Totally, dude. did not ask Pipe, you out of pity. It's like you okay, and me and I, all Ron's, like, new friends. You know what I, I mean? Maybe I did ask you out of pity. We're like we're like Ron's link to the old neighborhood, like the old days, <laughs> six years ago. We went to middle school with him, and then we went to different high schools, and he got cool. We raised we raised chickens together, boys, back exactly. in the old days. Dude, it's you, me, and all the people that Ron's working now for like new stuff. But yeah, we we raised some chickens together. Hey, listen, <laughs> that bond of chickens, it's you big. can't break that. Yeah. Okay, fried well, that's chicken. Huge. Yeah, fried chicken <laughs> is a huge. bond that just, that doesn't. That just it's doesn't disappear when a virus comes into play. All right, Pipe, do some business, and then I'll get us out of here. i got to do some academic advice. I love how the show's <laughs> just starting to get good, and you just want to end it right now. Well, baby, I have to end it because I have, I have work to do. Oh, wait. Oh, I, was, work? I, gotta I was still up. waiting for it. i got to do a Ronnie Zoomer. Oh, I didn't know you were doing work right now. Sorry, T. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I thought, you were, I thought little, you were off work like everybody else. A little else. subtle shade. I didn't know you had a job. Um, all right. Baby, I'm the, World's greatest online professor right now. All right. Our sponsors for this episode are uh, InterVarsity Press with the book Our Good Crisis, Overcoming Moral Chaos with the Beatitudes by Jonathan Dodson. It is available now, as mentioned in previous episodes. Uh, He walks through the Beatitudes and just reflects on how they apply to today as much as they did to their age when Jesus preached them. Everything from um, the... You know, moral vagueness of the day, um, the uncertainty of our time, all of that. Uh, it's just a very pastoral reflection. It's not a long book. It's 177 pages. That's an easy read. So very sermonic, devotional sort of book. Our Good Crisis by Jonathan Dodson. 
from IVP. Check that out. Our other sponsor is Dwell Bible, an audio Bible app. Um, now is a great time to try them out. I think they have a free trial going on right now, but um, I was just talking to one of the guys I work with, and he said he has really appreciated it because there's just so much weirdness in the schedule right now that being able to turn on an audio Bible and kind of have that for encouragement and to kind of fill the mind when it's so easy to try to, you know, the mind starts to race with anxiety or figuring life out or whatever. So if you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, you can actually get a 33% discount on it as well. So check out dwell again, that's dwellapp.io slash happy rant. Um, it is a great app. Very encouraging. Obviously it's scripture. If you don't find it encouraging, that's on you. Uh, but check them out today. Hey, fellas, check this out. So I once heard this Christian rapper and this is the only line from a rap song I've ever remembered. And he said, <laughs> you all got attitude. What you need is the beatitudes. Oh, Ooh. do you guys get what I'm saying? Do you, do you understand what he meant by that rhyme? T you get I that? I, dude, I feel like I get it. I feel like I get it. That's the only I line from a rap song you remember. <laughs> well, I don't listen. I don't listen to hip hop. That so makes I, me so sad. Why? Because there's so hip-hop's many great really, lines in hip-hop's rap. Not really songs. music, so I, I just I don't listen to it, and you know that's just you know. So that's where I'm at. You know. Oh, hip hop's not really music. Shots fired, Piper. I'm just trying to stir some things up. Oh wait, this coming from the guy who makes like electronic squeaks. Wow. Oh. It's funny because you would have said you would have thought to you that by me saying that I was insulting a hip hop producer, Barnabas Piper, but I wasn't, but he took so much offense to that. That's no, cool. I, you don't know about like the two hip hop records that Pipe produced in the in the early two thousands? Dude, if I knew Pipe produced a couple of <laughs> hip hop records, those would be He's, the first two hip hop records I've ever listened to today. Dude, Piper is the Piper is the Suge Knight of Reformdom. He's <laughs> in, in in all ways. Wait, does Boys, that mean I get to find to... people I don't like and like beat them? Does that because he did beat that. them and pistol whip, dangle them over like yeah. hang uh, them over like railings hotel, from uh, seven railing. stories of hotels? Gee, do you think it's weird if I tell you and with all earnesty and uh, earnestness? <laughs> earnesty. I, yeah, earnesty. I like that's a new word I made up. Uh-huh. Um, I've literally never listened to a hip hop record. Baby, are you serious? Like never, never. Not once. even out of curiosity. You never. Not even out of like. Not even out of humor, not out of curiosity. I've never even driven with another dude that's like put in something and then I've just like listened wow. to it. That dude, cannot be a true statement. It's totally like, true. I don't think you're lying. I think I think you have erased your memory or something. No, I literally Maybe, like, never truly, have. I feel like you're, I'm not I saying I've never heard out. a hip hop song. I'm, I mean, obviously I've heard okay. a song, but I've like okay. I've never put on I've never put on a record, a hip hop album and listened. Like literally, I've never listened to an album all the way through of hip hop ever once now piper and this this is me making money moves out of COVID 19 i feel (laughs) like we should start another zoom podcast in which we just play hip-hop records for ron in their entirety and we let him finishes i like log off we we (laughs) just let him respond baby i gotta keep my rep oh i know you gotta protect your rep baby hey roll up what, what are the roll like, up Snoop Dogg? I feel like there's a decent chance that that he could fall in love with it. I think there is. There's too, a Piper. lot of I aspects really to hip hop that would I feel like oh, would totally. gel very much with Ronnie's creative sensibilities. Totally. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I probably I agree. like I probably dig. You know, I like some of the beats for sure. You know, so there you go. Yeah, uh, I think so, Ronnie. So, I feel like I owe you. I owe you an apology for talking about electronic squeaks. <laughs> 
but I didn't invent electronic squeak, so I'm not offended in the least. So. Well, no, Boys, but let's you, do this. You have you have put in a fair amount of effort into uh, creating electronic music, so throwing, Only 40 throwing shade at it is not kind, and I apologize. Dude, no, you don't have to do that, man. I I couldn't be less. But apologizing about- makes the show awkward, so <laughs> please bear with me. Yeah, I need Piper, to let's do this. Let's make like a like a five song playlist, and. Send it to Ronald. Just make sure it's not album length, <laughs> dude. No, 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 not album like EP length. And uh, between between now and next recording, let's have him listen to the songs, and then we can we can work our way through them on the next. Dude, episode. I'd be happy to do that. I would be. It would give me joy. I like that. I like that. Let's so, do it. So one, one song from five then... different artists. I'm assuming is what we're going to go for. Five to six. Yeah, yeah, five okay. or six songs, like kind of like. Hold on, now obviously I've heard some like like major, major like hip hop hits. So it's so again, I'm, hear what I'm saying here. It's not like I haven't heard some of these tracks, you yeah. know. But like I just, but like to sit down and like, hey man, I like this guy and I like that guy, and that was one of my favorite albums. Like that, like sure, it, sure, sure. it doesn't exist for me. So. Sure, sure. No, I yeah. get it. I get it. Um, Judas Priest, boys. I got to get off this uh, this program and <laughs> so go do, do some all. work. Hey, you go ahead and lose um, yourself, T. What do you hold on. The, uh, no, <laughs> listen. My palms are sweaty, baby. My my knees weak. Arms are heavy. Um, my knee my knees are weak, boys. My arms are heavy because we have done what we always do in this program, and that we have wandered to and fro throughout some topics. We certainly haven't been just three people on a call talking about whatever they want for forty five minutes. Oh no. Um, we've, we've wandered to and fro and we will see you. Wait, how do I sign the show off? And I'm until next time. Yeah. Do it again. I almost signed it off like my other show. Hey, we've wandered to and fro throughout these topics. Wait, other show? Yeah. Dude, with, what? with your favorite guy. Oh, dude. Zachary all right. No, carry on. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. With Bartizzi. Until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.